All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live, nonstop Leafs talk starts now. What's going on, everybody? Well, obviously, there's a positive and a negative to today's show, and we'll start with a positive. It's Friday, so yeah, fucking hooray. We look forward to another weekend here in Leafland. The negative, of course, the Leafs finally lose a game. Every point streak imaginable is over, but Michael Bunting, Rosie, did extend his point streak of 10 games last night. What's going on? That's true. We got another one to look at, number 10. But, I mean, oh, I told you, man, this is the same old team. They're just not good enough. They're not going to get it done. We got to fire Keefe. We got to fire Dubas. Bring this thing down to the studs, man. It's not good enough. Last night is proof. I'm sick and tired of it. I couldn't agree more. Uh, I was waiting for your your sarcasm to run bright on this show. For people who don't know, he's being sarcastic because that's probably the way I would have responded. Having said that, I actually wasn't disappointed. You know why? Because it, it, it looked nowhere close to the losses in October. Like they actually gave a fuck last night, Rosie. Yeah, I just thought it was one of those games, man, where not enough yeah. things went their way and they went the other way. And I mean, it wasn't it wasn't gross. It wasn't negligent. It wasn't, you know, sloppy. It was just, you know, they've been on such a run. It was going to come eventually. And like we said, the day uh, the day of the game there on our show, you know, this is a good team over there and it's tough going into MSG. And um, they just didn't happen to get one. But uh, like you said, not a big deal. I think they can reset and, you know, maybe Bunting can go on a little run and give us something to talk about. 
You never know. Contract here, Michael Bunting, which again, we will get to. I had another guest controversial tweet last night and Leafs fans just all over me. Like Leafs, it's it's unbelievable when the Leafs lose, man. It's just they're all over you. Remember to subscribe, tap that like button, leave us a review wherever you're checking us out. Don't forget to visit theleafsnation.com for the very latest in all things Toronto Maple Leafs. Thoughts, comments, concerns, or questions. Uh, drop us a line down in the chat below if you got a thought in the upcoming weekend. Ilya Samsonov's revenge game in D.C. That's always fun uh, to monitor as well. We'll get to that in about 20 minutes from now. But for now, let's get over the boards. New York Rangers 3, Toronto Maple Leafs 1. Did you see Sheldon Keith's reaction when he was asked about Jimmy VC after the game? No, I didn't. I missed that part. What was going on? Pretty much is like, is this thing over? And the scrum just ended. He he wanted no part because if you do recall, uh, Jimmy VC was finally a Toronto Maple Leaf and it lasted as long as pretty much a haircut. Yeah. Yeah, I, he wasn't in the mood, obviously. But, um, you know, I think this team's doing just fine. It just sucks that when a guy gets away like that and it doesn't work out or whatever the case is and he comes and bites you in the ass, it's uh, it's not the best feeling ever. And obviously he did that last night with two tickles. Dude, what the fuck was that game-winning goal? Like cheddar, that like that that like that's something we never saw Jimmy VC do as a Toronto Maple Leaf. That, that was pretty impressive, man. Yeah, that was filthy. I thought he was running out of room, and then he gets back to his forehand. I think Murray thought he might cut across, and he just goes plink, like as quick as you could see. That was like a McDavid-esque type of play. So, I mean, I was watching it with a buddy. We checked it out uh, on the replay, and I was like, man, there's just. You just got to tip your cap to one of those. You know what I mean? Like, there's not much you can do about that. It's just a really good goal. Yeah, pretty much. And I think you look at the statistics in front of you, like, and watching it too, like, it was a weird game. I wouldn't say it had that playoff feel, but there weren't many chances. Um, I thought the Rangers did a really good job of limiting Toronto's skill and size and their speed. And and ditto for the Leafs. Like, they there was a couple gaffes, obviously, that lead to goals. But all in all, like, you really can't be disappointed from either side of the spectrum, maybe generating a bit more offense, but it was just a weird night, wasn't it? Yeah, it was just one of those ones. I mean, I don't think it's uh, indicative of those playoff games where they're just, you know, spinning their wheels with nothing going on. I think they had chances, you know, a couple, a uh, couple chances for those top couple lines. I'm thinking back to where it could have easily gone their way, a puck bobble or a, a stick check away from, you know, making that game easily two two, and uh, and then it could have been a different story. But they've been getting, uh, they've been getting it the right way for for a month and a half now, and it's been. Just about perfect. So, you know, no big deal if uh, if it doesn't go their way last night. And it's not like it was a blowout and it was not like it was an embarrassing uh, game by the Toronto Maple Leafs. It was just one of those ones where they didn't uh, didn't get enough breaks. It's funny how it works out where both prolific point streaks end on the same night. But I actually think that's a blessing in disguise, right? It gives motivation for both sides to get cooking on Saturday. And obviously some money is going to be on the board and we'll get to that one. But so coincidental that Marner's 23-game point streak ends on the same night that the 15-game point streak ends, but not really, I think, in my world, because I think those two went hand-in-hand hand during this streak, no? Yeah, totally. I mean, you look at um, the way the team was rolling and the way certain players were rolling. Obviously, all the focus was on Mitch Marner, and he's playing solid hockey, but uh, 
at the end of the day, I just don't really care. And I honestly don't think that they do either. They know they're going to get their cookies and everyone's going to, you know, team success is individual success. And it's almost like Marner was like relieved. Thank God. Can we move on to bigger and better things yeah. in this goddamn streak? Cause it, it means more to the media than anything. It's something to write about and something to talk about. And he's got to answer the same goddamn question every day for a month. It was like, he was relieved saying, you know, I'm not sad. It, it had to come to an end eventually. And now Bunce is on one. They said, he's like, Hey, well then go you know, have your day with that and don't jinx it. And it's kind of annoying when the media makes a big deal out of things that team wise, I just don't think they were that concerned about. They're happy for Marner, but it wasn't the number one thing on the sheet every day in the Leafs locker room. I promise you that the way it was with, you know, the media members. Okay. I'll counter that then. Cause you're a player, obviously you're going to take the player's point of view, but like, so what is the media supposed to do? This guy's got a point in 23 straight game. Just don't ask him about it. Yeah, no, I'm not saying I'm not bashing the media for saying it. It is something they're going yeah. to do, but I'm just saying that as a team, they're fine with moving on and they can stop, you know, Got answering you. the same question and having the same, you know, hot topic every single day. And they can, you know, move on now that they've lost one. They're teetering up high on Olympus with this big streak. Yeah. And okay, finally it's over. Now let's start again on the ground floor. And how did we do that? What made it come to an end? And let's start fresh here and, and make another huge run and kind of reset, I guess. It's almost like a breath of fresh air, I think. Definitely. And I think, it, again, it's so difficult to dissect this game because, again, it's their first regulation loss since November 11th, their first regulation road loss since October 29th, that game in Los Angeles. Like, this is foreign territory to us. They never lose. And to pick apart one game, I just think would be unjust. I just didn't think they have it. Like, uh, you know, they had it last night. They were they were missing sort of that clean nature, that crispness that we've seen earlier on in the season. And and you played in this league, Rosie, and I like to bring it up all the time because it's, it's important to have that unique perspective of having somebody alongside who's actually gone through the trenches. trenches. You're just not going to have it every night. And I think you look back at last night, it's not like the Rangers were world beaters and beat them up. Like Toronto had their chances. And then with that, you had Igor Shostorkin, who I thought shut the door pretty firmly in the third period on Toronto. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. And I mean, they've had, you know, they've had their way with teams, like you said, since going back to yeah. the beginning of winter, basically. And, uh, you know, they've managed to overcome hot goalies and good teams and power plays and, and big time penalty kills and, you know, learning a little bit more about themselves defensively and getting bailed out here or there. And then guy goes on a tear and some guys get hot and both goalies were like, it was just like they had their way with the league for a while and it's going to come to an end. And they ran into a, a good goalie and they didn't have it that night. And it's incredible that you could say they had it every Every night for weeks yeah. and weeks and weeks it was impressive and uh you know eventually it's going to come to an end and and it did last night and it's it's just uh you know all they got to do is make sure that they get back on that train that they were on and and keep getting points in the future here and i mean i don't think there's any worry in that room it's like hey we dropped one here it was bound to happen now let's get back on track and that's what i said in my article uh, last night on the leafsnation.com go check it out pretty much like I think it's important to recognize what Marner and the Leafs put together to have it on every single night, I just think is next to impossible, right? And I think we witnessed greatness for like uh, just over a month. Uh, so that was a hell of a job, man. Like, and Marner's playing his best hockey as a Maple Leaf right now. The Leafs are feeling good. And again, all you can do is pretty much move on. Having said that, the the injuries in the back end are getting ridiculous. Like, it seems like they get one guy back, they lose another. I think the positive news from yesterday came before the game. Morgan Riley is headed in the right direction. 
They're calling it imminent, but I think imminent to me means like he'll come back on Saturday, which is not the case. Uh, but it sounds like he's around the corner. But then they lose Timothy Lilligren last night. Uh, upper body injuries, all they're pretty much saying. You see the tweet right now from Luke Fox, the sportsnet.ca on your screen. He's been quietly really, really good, Rosie, hasn't he? Yeah, I really liked him and Sandine. They they just look uh, poised and confident. And when they're making any kind of play, whether it's a defensive one or or an offensive play on the blue line, they just they look poised and and confident, which is something you can kind of see, especially with a defenseman. I think um, I've liked both of them together. And now you know he's banged up. Who knows to what extent? But uh, anytime you got your hand wrapped up, I'm I'm guessing you're going to be missing uh, you know the better part of a week at at the very least. So I think he'll miss a few games, um, and then we'll find out more if he's torn something up or dislocated something or or broken something but they just keep getting banged up on the back end and you know the positive thing is they're building character by constantly having to adjust to new players new defense partners guys coming in out of the in and out of the lineup um guys having bigger expectations on them you know i look at a justin hole um i look at some of those slides in october and sorry to say but there was some some games there where you could just flat out put the loss on his plate. I mean, you have two horrendous turnovers or bad defensive plays and two goals end up in the back of your net and you lose three, one, like, sorry, like that's kind of on you. And he has really stepped up since the injury bug has caught the back end and been playing really good with a few different guys. I like him with geo, especially, and um, he's really stepped up and guys are going to have to obviously continue to do this until they get out of this. But it's looking like it's just one of those years where you just never have a healthy lineup. And thankfully they're responding to it really well, but God, is, is it ever going to end? I don't know. Yeah, it really is remarkable. And I think the fortunate thing along the lines of what you said, it just seems like this next man up mentality has been working for this team. Like even Matt Hollowell, who assumingly will be in the lineup on Saturday, assuming again, Lilligren can't go like he's played exceptionally well, right? Like up and down that lineup from Jordy Ben to Morgan Riley when he was in there to Lilligren to Sandine, Giordano. Everybody's pulled their weight, and I think that's been, you know, what's been so unique about this Maple Leafs team this year is that they're not phased by anything. I mean, a prime example of that right now is the Colorado Avalanche. Like everybody and their mother is injured for that team, and you're seeing the results according to the struggles there. You haven't seen the letdown from the Maple Leafs, and that's been really, really impressive to me, Rosie. It has, and that's a good sign. Like it's, it's almost like that just battle mentality. Like when guys are going down like crazy and. And everyone's just like, hey, there's nothing we can do about this. So just do the best with what you got. And it, it's almost easy because like, not like the pressure is off, but it's like, hey, we just got to, you know, there's there's no use getting frustrated or bitching. There's nothing we can do about this. It's it's that part of the game that you just can't plan for. You can't do anything about. And they just, hey, let's just step up together and, and put our balls on the line and, and get things done. And they just continually do that with whoever's in there. And, you know, I... I I think that's leadership. I think that's presence in the locker room of of guys like Gio and like Tavares who are keeping those guys like, hey, we're fine here. And they lead the way and they get the job done. And it almost makes you tighter as a group. And, um, you know, you're, you're looking at Morgan Riley right now chomping at the bit to get back. He's the face of that blue line. And he's probably thinking, I don't know, I, I didn't think it was going to happen until the new year. And, and maybe he's ahead of schedule, but be nice to get him back. But, you know, then you're going to lose Lily. Then someone's going to else is going to go down. It's just it's going to be one of those things. But at the end of the day, as shitty as it is, they're getting through it. And they're building character, obviously, because they're just continually finding ways to be a good hockey team, no matter what's in that lineup, which really good sign to me.
It is. And again, this is an 82 game progression to when the games matter the most. And that is the Stanley Cup playoffs. Speaking of mattering money on the board, you have to think is coming the way of the Maple Leafs and Ilya Samsonov and Saturday night's game in D.C. Uh, obviously, Alex Ovechkin is chasing history. That's a sidebar story, in my opinion. Ilya Samsonov returning to D.C. What do you make of that, Rosie? Yeah, it's cool, man. It's going to be one of those uh, returns. I mean, they just let him go for nothing, right? And he's their first rounder, yeah. and uh, he's got the best numbers in the NHL right now. So, I mean, it's kind of uh, setting up for a really good storyline. I hope he just shuts the door and shuts Ovi down, and the guys rally in front of him, and they play a really good uh, game in D.C. there and and kind of thumb their nose at uh, that organization to say, hey, thanks for the pickup. He's been great. And I remember going back to the beginning of the season, we started doing this show and we didn't know what the hell was going to happen with those uh, with those goaltenders. And it, it was definitely a flyer taken by Kyle Dubas. Like, I mean, the numbers weren't great for either Tendy, but in my mind, at least there's there was reason for that. And there was reason to be hopeful and to have a lot of upside. And obviously, uh, it was just those couple of years there with the Capitals didn't work out for Sammy, but he's been lights out for us. And I hope he he channels that even more so on Saturday and shuts the door for them and makes them look stupid for getting rid of them. I love it when a guy does that to their former team. We call a revenge. I love the revenge narrative in the sports world. And I think on top of that, Ilya Samsonov, hard to forget riding back-to-back -back shutouts into this game, right? Like, this guy has not let a goal in a long, long period of time, and I hate to use that word. I'm not really that superstitious, uh, to be honest, but the fact that he's rolling into this game on a high, he already got a victory against them earlier on in the season, if you do recall, in, like, game two of the year against Washington. I believe it was on the back-to-back -back after that loss to Montreal uh, in game one. So he's already played them, right? Like this isn't in foreign territory to him. He can just go out there and do his thing. And he's feeling really, really good. And and so is Washington for that matter. So I know they lose last night to Dallas, uh, but Charlie Lindgren's been a really, really good story. Darcy Kemper is banged up right now. So Lindgren's crease. And I, I think should, that should add another fascination to it all is them bringing in Charlie Lindgren and now Samsonov going against him potentially tomorrow night in D.C. It shapes up to be a really, really good game against two red-hot teams here, Rosie. Yeah, I like it. And I just like mentally for, uh, you know, optics, I just really want, you know, I don't want Ovi to take the show and to to get two rips on the power play from his token office spot and, you know, beat Samsonov and then have that kind of steal the show. I, I would love it if, uh, if he tried and tried and tried and just got stoned and stoned and stoned and we kept turning him aside and then we win and we come into their barn and we leave saying, hey, nice try boys you're not stealing the spotlight this is our this is our deal that we're doing this year and I mean all signs point to the Maple Leafs being capable of doing that and uh I just hope it pans out for them uh on Saturday because it'd be nice to uh to keep the spotlight on them and remind everyone hey we're doing a pretty special thing here this year and they get right back on track and in, in a in a cool way that that sucks the spotlight away from Ovi and what they're doing over there you mentioned Alex Ovechkin. So again, he gets 800 the other day. He is a one shy of some guy named Gordy Howe. Yes, Mr. Hockey at 801. And that potentially, as you referenced, could happen tomorrow night. Um, do you have any good stories about playing Alex Ovechkin or anything you've heard about the legend of Alex Ovechkin, man? Because like this is inevitable, in my opinion. Like I think he gets to 894. It's only an amount of time here. I think it is, man. I remember when when Wayne broke Gordy's record and then it was like, uh, you know, it doesn't seem like very long ago. And then it's like, okay, well, if Ovi's there right now and he's looking as good as he is, it's scary, man, how 
how much he scores and how prolific he is and how there's absolutely no sign of him slowing down or he's hardly ever injured. It's just like he's going to break the record. He's going to be the greatest goal scorer yeah. in the history of the game, which was kind of up in the air for a long time. Now it definitely seems inevitable, but the guy's an absolute truck. I remember, I remember going to hit him once in Washington and I let up a little bit because he had kind of dumped the puck and I was coming up kind of behind into the side of him. And I, I was like, I think I'm kind of blindsiding him and I don't. So I let up a little bit. He knew exactly that I was coming and he just kind of st stiffened up. I felt like I hit a cement truck. Like the guy is, is literally a brick shithouse and he hits me and I was like, oh God, like I went to hit him. I'm falling back and I'm like, I don't want to be embarrassed getting reverse hit by this guy. So I wrap my arm around his neck and like bring him down with me. And he was just flabbergasted that I did that. And he looks at me while we're on the ice and goes, the fuck are you doing? And then he and I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get off the ice right now. I don't think I should be out here if you are. So I just got the hell off the ice. But I remember just being in shock at the sturdiness of him. It was like, it was like hitting a wall of concrete and guys that go and hit him and go up against him. They notice his strength and they say, it's just unbelievable what that guy is, uh, is like on his skates. And that was the more underrated part of Alex Ovechkin and was being past tense, but he's still an unbelievable player. It's just the way he's evolved. Like when he entered the league, he was hitting everybody and everything. And I think the way he's evolved, the longevity, you know, we often bring up Phil Kessel and his durability and the fact that every game you're going to see him out there. But the way Alex Ovechkin plays still to this day, it really, really is impressive. The shape he's in his body of work and the fact that every game more times than not, unless it's around the all-star break and he doesn't want to take part, he's going to be in the game. Cause that's the only time he misses when he gets suspended for not being there at all-star weekend. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't see how anyone can hate on him when he came into the league. He's a little flashy. He's got the tinted visor and the yellow freaking laces and the, yeah. this and the, that, and he's Russian. He's doing his, my stick. He's so hot celebration. Up, yeah, guys were kind of like, who's this Russian guy, especially around Canada? Like, what the hell? Like, why, why don't you act more like Crosby, who's like acting the yeah. way Gretzky did? But as time goes on, man, and, you know, he won his cup and he just he just never will show a, a selfish side to him, which everyone was kind of expecting when he came into the league. He's just been the yeah. consummate leader. The way he plays, man, he's got that wide wide-legged stride where he's just going after everything so goddamn hard i mean how can you not like the guy and everyone who's played with him has said he's just he's just the greatest dude to have on your team so you know i'm an ov fan now he's won me over he's mm -hmm. just a disgustingly good hockey player and he seems like a phenomenal teammate so i just think we can consider ourselves lucky that we got to watch one of the greats as as his career is turning out to be if you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities 
abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I agree he's backed it up, but I think I speak for both of us in saying we hope he doesn't get to 801 tomorrow night because we want Ilya Samsonov to be the story. How about a third consecutive shutout and then a win on top of that in D.C. and a new point streak to start for the Maple Leafs? And, and maybe Bunting's point streak continues as well. We talked about him. I don't know. Did you see that tweet I put out, by the way? <clears throat> no, I wasn't on Twitter too much last night. Okay, let me pull it up quickly, but man, the shitstorm it started, and I did not mean, like, I'm normally a troll, as you know, following me on Twitter the last little while, you know this, but I wasn't meaning anything by this tweet, and then all of a sudden, I get these people, why can't Leafs Media just give us anything good in life? Why do you got to bitch and complain about everything? Like, it, it was just, <laughs> it was one of those where it's like, I did nothing wrong. Like, I really did nothing wrong. I'm, I'm looking to find it as I speak right now. One second. Let me be the judge. So what, what can you paraphrase? Did you get negative about the loss or something? Or who jumped no, on you no, and what no, were they it, mad at? It was during the game. I'm looking. Okay, so I started the tweet. I said 10 game point streak for Michael Bunting. Okay, so that, that tweet was okay. I followed up that tweet by saying, similar to Zach Hyman, unfortunately, Bunting is playing himself out of Toronto. Rest assured, somebody, someone will pay him next summer. Is that factual information? Is it not? Yeah, what, what's wrong with that, guys? People don't like that. So I got a lot of, uh, I got 25 responses to that tweet saying, why can't you just let them have nice, things? why can't you just let them play? Why do you got to bring it up? Uh, I, they were just accusing me of shit. I'm like, I'm just bringing up the fact, if anything, I'm I'm giving credence to the guy saying he's playing fucking well. But all of a sudden, you know, Leafs Twitter spins it to this guy's against this team. He hates this team. It made no sense to me, man. Ah, yes. I always see shit on Twitter I don't like, and I just don't like it. And then sometimes when you see something that really resonates, you retweet it or like it or whatever you got to do. But there's so many yeah. takes on that thing, and everyone's trying to have a take. I don't know. At least you're, <laughs> yeah, I, I, just, I, I think that, too. The more there bunting play is good, I'm just like, fuck, we can't. We can't. We're not going to be able to afford this guy. You know, the more noise he makes, the more he plays himself yeah i got no problem with that usually i i like to attack you and your negativity and trying to yeah. call it like it is and and be a naysayer but I, man for all the shit you say i don't think that deserved a an attack but fuck it it's twitter who cares yeah people confuse hatred for criticalness like i like to be critical of this maple leafs team and i think they should be held accountable like any team in this league who spends this type of money and and spends that much in terms of charging for drinks at Scotiabank arena i can be critical of them right i was at the game the other day about a fucking 18 dollar <laughs> beer i can be critical of them oh. i think there's nothing wrong with that 
but people misconstrue that for hatred of the team. That's never been a thing. I've been a Leafs fan my whole life, not so much in the last decade because I cover uh, and and cover the NHL and cover the Maple Leafs. It is what it is. But like, oftentimes that's the heat I get on social. You're against this team where I'm, I'm just laying out the facts. I'm giving Bunting credit. He's been incredible, but it's very similar to Zach Hyman, who was another local product who said, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to go after the money. I just thought, you know, I even followed up that tweet, by the way. It's not on the screen. I said, all right, not sure where there's backlash to this tweet. Just like Zach Hyman did, here's hoping Bunting takes a team-friendly deal and re-signs in Toronto. He'll go from 850K to 1 mil AAV. Book it, which is ludicrous. Like, the guy is going to go after the money. He's going to look for four or five million bucks. And because they're paying the core for that money, it's just going to be next to impossible to do it. Yeah, you're going to you can get those guys and play them on their contract and get them, you know, to produce as much as he has and that's the hope knowing that if he does his job, if he does what we hope he does, he's going to be playing over his salary and that's just that's the goal when you sign a guy like that for that kind of money and play him with those guys, you hope he steps up and becomes a top line player and if he does, he's going to be worth more after his contract. It's just it's just the way it goes and it sucks and you can't ask guys i don't care where you're from i don't care you know yep. what your favorite team was growing up or what your pajamas were when you were fucking eight years old you're not gonna True. leave three million dollars on the table per year because i just want to do the right thing it, it's not happening dude not one person listening on twitter or watching the game or a fan of the thing would go take you know a 60 percent haircut on your next uh bonus or your next uh exactly you know, um job interview whatever it is that you do for a living everyone's maximizing what they got and if you're kicking ass doing a wicked job for a company and it's time for you to get your promotion and you deserve it and you've been oh, waiting gosh. for it you're not going to say no i just really like the people in the office so why don't you just pay me you know three times less than i could get it's it's not happening and that's part of the salary cap era and that's that's why I, that's why i don't call dubas a lame duck that's why i appreciate him he's putting those pieces in place that are really hard to get that play way out of their way out of their annual revenue like they pay way off of their contract and bunting's been doing it for a while now and i'm sorry he's going to get paid and i don't think you can pay that guy four million bucks you got to go find another guy for 900 who can yep. play with the likes of of these big four by the way there seems to be a correlation with the individuals that come at me on social media and also individuals who love kyle dubas so <laughs> it's weird weird correlation it's weird how that works out but the defense rests in this situation the wrap-up is brought to you by our friends at points back canada okay rosie feeling great i got the uh, austin matthews shot prop last night igor shesterkin was up to the task so i'm going to go back to the well with a shot prop tonight, Minnesota and Chicago in mini, Matt Zuccarello, the Norwegian blur, over two and a half shots on goal. You're looking at around minus a 130, which I think is impeccable value considering the returns on this shot prop. He's cleared in 10 straight games, 10 straight games. So I'm going to go to that well. If I get burned, so be it. Zuccarello has been shooting. And of course, we all know that attachment to Kirill Kaprizov. What do you think? Yeah, I think those shot props, I know why you like them, man. I think that, uh, you know, they can easily be overlooked by Vegas and something that, um, you know, their their algorithms are going to do their thing and, and spit out a number. But at the end of the day, it's one of those things where you can uh, you can kind of get ahead of the curve by watching and paying attention. And like you said, 10 games in a row, he's cleared that. And 
Um, the money's not too bad. So yeah, you, you've been having good luck with those uh, those over-unders shot props. So why not jump on it again, especially like him when we watched him last. He, uh, he seemed to stand out big time. And like you said, 10 in a row, he's been hitting that prop. So why would you think he's going to stop? You got to go with uh, what works. Tim York writes in, by the way, happy Friday from Calgary. What's going on, Tim? And he says, unfortunately, it's true. And I, I'm guessing he's referring to the Michael Bunting comments. Yes, more people, most sane people will say agreed with me. The other part, not so much, but it was a, a spirited, spirited debate on social. And weirdly enough, the Leafs were losing the game. So that's probably why people were heated, had a couple of couple drinks in their system. We got holiday parties happening this time of year. So I'm going to give everybody the benefit of the doubt for last night, Rosie. <laughs> I think you should go go through your tweets and find all the positive tweets you've tweeted about this team and maybe uh, put those out there again if you can find any. Maybe that's Dude, I problem. stroked off Pontus Holmberg last night. I don't know if you saw that. I'm trying to be more careful and weary of that, understanding both sides of the spectrum. I, I just think it generates more when there's negativity to talk about. but. I'm trying to be more positive with this amazing regular season team. Pontus Holmberg, what a story. I thought the bottom six was great last night. Is that better for you? Wow, look at you go. Wow, that's too boring. I, I need you to know. get negative I, and start. I just don't know what people want. Like, would you listen to a show that is just stroking a team off day in and day out? Be honest. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I... uh and it's just got to be fair. And I like that I am on the positive train. I really see exactly. good things in this team. And I and I like that you counter me and say, hey, like, I've been there too. And I've seen this movie before is your line. And it's because you have. Um, I just like to think that uh, I'm thinking about next year and the contracts that need to be replaced and what might need to happen and how that team could look. And I really just think, like, yeah. this is them on Olympus. Everything they've done for years – and like say the last four years has come to this and no, it hasn't worked in the past, but those teams were not well-rounded. They weren't like they were one-sided hockey teams and it doesn't get it in the playoffs. Yeah. And they've had a couple of bad luck deals where whatever, I don't care. This is the year. Look at them. They are disgusting hockey team that we have to do it this year. So I'm positively, you know, rooting for that and, and finding reasons and, and highlighting reasons why they will do that. And if it doesn't happen, we'll have a whole new can of worms to talk about next year. And uh, I'm just riding high while they're doing well. And and when they're not, I'm, I'll be the first one to pick them apart. But I really think this year could be special. And if it's not, they're going to be in some trouble. We're going to get you a set of pom-poms, okay? Yeah. You're going to replace Carlton the Bear, one of the best mascots in the NHL. And we're going to get you, uh, what do the players feel about Carlton the Bear? Think about that, and we'll stew on that next week as we get set for Christmas. Uh, Rosie, excellent stuff today. Maybe over a couple of Vodka 7s over the weekend, we'll contemplate. Maybe we'll FaceTime. We'll talk about Carlton the Bear and his significance to this franchise, okay? Oh, we're getting all cute and fuzzy already. We're going to get a lot of followers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. No, uh, excellent job this week. Looking forward to the game on Saturday. I believe you're not here on Monday, right? So next we'll talk on, and uh, I guess we'll get a three hits from Rosie on uh, on Monday, right? Oh, yeah. I haven't done that in a while. I better yeah. uh, think of something uh, hot and heavy. Up your game, because again, Toronto and Washington, so you'll be coming off of that one. Excellent stuff, bud, and uh, we'll talk next week, okay? Right on. Have a good weekend, everybody. And we will see you after three hits. I'll see you live on Tuesday, dude.
I love that. Tip of the cap to my man, Jay Rosehill. I'm Nick Alberga. Thanks so much for listening and watching. Take care. Have a great weekend. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.